Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Therapeutic Blueprint podcast. This is series two, episode two. My name is Hannah, and also on the panel, we've got producer Stu and editor-in-chief Ian. Hi, Ab. Hey. So today, what we are going to talk about is the Regulation 44 independent person role. Um, And I thought, to get us started, Ian, that I would actually read off um, from the regulate the Children's Homes Regulations what that role actually is in the regs. How does that sound? Fantastic. Right. So the independent person, and then it's got Section 44 or Regulation 44, I should say, visits and reports. The registered person must ensure that an independent person visits the children's home at least once each month. When the independent person is carrying out a visit, the registered manager, uh, sorry, the registered person must help the independent person. If they consent to interview in private, such as the children, their parents, relatives, and persons working at the home, as the independent person requires, and to inspect the premises of the home and such of the home's records, except of a child's case record, records, unless the child and the child's placing authority have consented, as the independent person requires. And then, and then it continues on to say, a visit by the independent person to the home must can be, sorry, unannounced. Uh, the independent person must produce a report about a visit which sets out in particular the independent's opinion, person's opinion on to whether children are effectively safeguarded and the conduct of the home which promotes children's well-being. The independent person's report may recommend actions that the registered person may take in relation to the home and timescales within which the registered person must consider whether or not to take these actions. If the independent person becomes aware of potential conflict of interest, whether under Regulation 43 or otherwise, after a visit to the home, the independent person must include the independent person's report, which is details of the conflict of interest, the reasons why the independent person did not notify the registered provider of the conflict of interest before the visit. And then the final part is the independent person must provide a copy of the independent person's report to a, HMCI, B, open request the local authority of the area in which the home is located, C, the placing authority of children, D, the registered provider, and if applicable, the registered manager, and E, the responsible individual. That was a lot of mouthful, but I think it's important to go over. So, Ian, your thoughts on all that to start with? <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, so there's a lot to think about there, isn't there? <laughs> I think yeah. first and foremost um, for me is actually whether or not the visit should be announced or unannounced. And um, yeah. I know definitely a lot of visitors, and myself included, would tend to do initially announced visits, but I think you do have to have a balance and come at different times of the day and weekdays and weekends is really important as well because um, definitely what, the, what can happen sometimes is that visitors only arrive when the kids are in school and so they yeah. don't actually get the chance to see the kids and um, get their views and also to observe their interactions with staff. So that's a really important thing. And, and you see a different aspect of children during different times of the day as well, don't you? So it's nice to come at different times and um, get a well-rounded view. And I think it's not about catching people out arriving unannounced either. It's just seeing people, I think, sometimes in their more natural flow rather than them yeah. having to prepare and, you know, it coming across as a bit more staged. Um I think just just turning up sometimes on an ad hoc basis, like I say, it's not about catching them out, but just to try and capture a home as it should be in, in its natural state. Yeah, I agree. And do you know what I, I forgot to mention at the start, which is probably a bit helpful for people here. Um, currently, Ian and myself are independent um, visitors and or independent person. And Stu has previously been. So this is a role we all have in common. I think there's the other level is for me, I have also been a registered manager. So I've had to um, do the other side of this role as well, which you guys have both been deputy managers. You would have done the same as well. Um, and I think 
that's important to say to have two balanced sides to this. I think what stuck out to me when I first was reading it was the amount of times that comes up independent. And I think that's really important because the whole point of the independent person role is to be independent from the organization and the homes to see, to make sure that everybody, and I mean, everybody, not just the child is being safeguarded and protected um, from the child upwards. And I think that can be conflicting if it's someone internal in the organization. I mean, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that, Stu. I, th- um, I mean, when I did it, we kind of, it was when it was first brought in. So it was, we did it in a in a reciprocal arrangement. So we had a company that would come and do ours and we would go and do theirs. So that kind of, kind of worked. But I, th- I suppose how it's gone since is that, you know, people have set up, regu- you know, in yourselves, you know, do this independently. But, you know, can true independence exist if... Uh, somebody's paid by organisation to carry out that. And that's where I, I know you you two and I know your practice, but I know that's where it can become quite conflicting because you're not an employee, but you're paid by a company to, to carry out these visits. Yeah. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Of course it is, yeah. And you know, and I, and I suppose, and again, not not questioning your guys' integrity, but I suppose some 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 companies might consider you know, if somebody's, you know, challenging too much they might go oh well we're just going to change our our visitor what's the regulation in terms of that there's it kind of needs to be a bit tighter maybe in my opinion yeah no but this is important this is why we talk about it isn't it to think of things differently um i completely agree with you how independent are we if we're being essentially paid for by the organization and that really comes down to your own moral compass and integrity surely And 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 I know that in this room, even though we're not in a room, but I know that I know that that exists, and I know that that will get people work. But it's the concern is, I suppose, for where there's others that don't. Does that make it sense? Does absolutely. Yeah, it does. And and I do know of, of some excellent Reg Forty Four visitors that have felt micromanaged at times and have have moved on because of that and I suppose myself and Hannah are in a mm. very fortunate positions where we don't just have to rely on reg visits to pay the bills you know we get a lot of work mm-hmm. through training and consultancy so it's definitely not about that for us but I suppose just thinking again about the current financial pressures how things impact all areas including potentially people being afraid of upsetting the apple cart sometimes and providing that challenge because like you say Stu that they don't want to be pushed to one side and, and outed, you know, ousted. Yeah. And I, I've got to put it out there as well. Like, and I say this again with two different hats, the response that you can often get from registered managers isn't always the friendliest. Um, and it all, it kind of sometimes, and this isn't everybody again, but it is also something that needs to be talked about that it, people can get very defensive. And, I, you know, I think about my time as a manager and I wish I knew now as an independent person myself that I probably would have responded differently to things I think what happens is you get really protective and you get really territorial over your work and that's not a bad thing either but I think sometimes we think our ways are the highway and then we've got someone coming in and suggesting things to us and it doesn't always go down well other times there's been amazing people who just like yep how but I think the thing is Ian and Stu and you both know this is any recommendations? We're not Ofsted. Yeah. We're not making requirements. We're just suggesting here's some thoughts, think about it. Um, and it's up to you as the register manager to decide whether or not you take that on board or not. And, you know, explaining your rationale around it is part of showing your leadership and management in my eyes. Uh, I don't know what you think, Ian. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not just thinking there about... I suppose the nature of, of us being a home is people are going to get very territorial because essentially <laughs> it's their lair, isn't it? You know, if you want to think yeah. of it that way. So I suppose in our sector, actually, people are more at risk of taking that constructive criticism personally because you're actually protecting a lair. 
you know, on a very sort of basic level and how that has more impact than somebody in a very different career sector when they're challenged and it might not affect them so deeply because there's not that physical environment and and a lot of vulnerable people around them that they're they're trying to protect. And um, it's hard for people not to take things personally sometimes because so much pride and blood, sweat and tears goes into... uh, staff's work and I think um, what what I do really love actually about doing the reg visits is is seeing some of the the excellent managers and the excellent teams and you know and 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 seeing how happy the kids are in homes and that always gives me faith in the sector when I see those things and you feel that atmosphere when you walk in and it's lovely isn't it it's always reassuring yeah I, I agree and I think actually there's one thing that we probably haven't mentioned even though I read it out earlier in the regulations but the independent person's report actually is get sent to Ofsted as well so for people who don't understand that this is a new role or they're new to the industry or they're just interested and know more about it when we write our monthly reports we send that to um, the registered manager RI depending on the organization well it is RI because it's in the regs but they then respond how they want to respond, then we check it over, and then that goes to Ofsted. So I think you're right, because there's not many reports that go straight to a governing body that essentially then is reading a report and going, and they're interpreting it the way that they want to interpret it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's it, and I think that's important also for uh, for, for us to remember. Like I, I've read so many reports over the years, including some of my own reports that I had when I was a registered manager. When you're like, oh, it could have been a bit kinder, and I always try and think about that in my report. Again, I know that the keys in the independent, but also there's a lot of good work being done out there, like you said. So let's highlight it. And even when we make recommendations, we're making recommendations to help support them to improve. Well, that's how I see it anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about what Stu. What's your thoughts? Well, I think I think that is the key, isn't it? it? You know, it's it's actually we're all on the same side, and that side is the side of the children. The, yeah. the, the, we're there. We're there to make a home, or a living. You know, a, a home where children live a better place to be. You know, and that's and that's really important. I I, I wonder sometimes how, you know, you know, we've all worked at children's homes in varying positions, and I think whether you're, you know. You know, a support worker or or a manager or an RI or a director. I think you know you you do take that pride in what you do. You are also protecting others, as along with the children. And I think it it is it is hard to not take it personally and take it professionally. But that's where we you know we all need to be better at at that constructive feedback and that reflective criticism, and also take a moment. You know, don't read something and respond to it straight away. Actually think, read it and think, what was this person thinking? Where were they at? Where, you know, what was they thinking? What were they looking at? What are they, you know, what's the motives of that person? Why have they put this here? Because, you know, if you've set up a relationship with a company, you know, they've chose you as, a, as, as an independent person based on the things that you feel you can offer. It, you know, if you're going to keep getting hit with, you know, um, what's the you know, def, 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 yeah deflection or pushback? Then, then the, you know what's what else is at play here? Because maybe that's then an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Do you know what I was also thinking though about? Like, there's also been managers where I've gone into, um, and they've been like, "Help me, give me ideas." <laughs> And and I I mean in a good way like they're there they want yeah. to learn they were like I'm not sure and also I, I mean just for myself I can speak as when I was registered manager sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees and the yeah, whole point yeah. of having someone independent is actually give you another view because you get so caught up in it I felt the same with Ofsted as well um, that. You know, they're just another person with another eye. And I actually remember an Ofsted inspector saying something to me about one of my children once. And I went, oh, my God, I've never thought of it like that. And she was bang on the money. And I'm so glad she did because it unraveled so many other things that I hadn't thought about. And that's why it's it's important to not get defensive, even though we do. But also remember that the independent person is also human. <laughs> Yeah. I think we are anyway. I think we bleed. 
Is this podcast just a, just a cry for help? Please, please don't be mean to us. <laughs> yeah, don't start hurling rocks at us. Yeah. Please don't be mean to us. Like, is, it, is it that bad that we've had to? We've, yeah, we've had to just dedicate a whole podcast to it. And I know that's not the case. And I and I joke because you know I'm I'm confident in the work that you're doing and the you know and also you choose the companies that you work for too, don't you? It's a two way yeah, process, yeah. like we say with like we say with interviewing. You know, you're being interviewed for a role, but you're interviewed interviewing that you know that your interviewer you know and I've I've not accepted jobs because of my experience so I think you know if you're going in to meet a company and you just don't feel like you're the right person to help them move forward then I'm sure again because of integrity you would just say oh, this one ain't for me yeah yeah that's true but I, I suppose on the flip side of it as well is is knowing that you're not always going to be the good guy because there's going to be times where actually it probably will get challenging. I, I mean, I, I can't say touch wood I've had anything like that yet. I don't know if you have, Ian, but like you're going to have to say things or um, and you're going to have to upset the apple cart in ways. And that's just part of the role, too. That's the independent part of the role. Right, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, right, yeah. Ian. Right, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely there's a way of, of approaching professionally all the time is a you know um that sort of bullying mentality should never be allowed to exist um because it's our job to support and guide and like you say recommend not not to enforce or, or impose or, or try and control the running of, of a house um because that that autonomy has to lie with the registered manager doesn't it so i think um yeah. We have to know our limitations as well as our expectations yeah. within the role. And I think just going back to how, how easy it is to misinterpret things on a report, when we think about our communication, 7% of our communication is the written words that we use. The rest yeah. is body language and paraverbal. So it, it can be very easy to misinterpret a sentence or a paragraph yeah. without, without the content. That, that's why the, you, the visitor should discuss with the manager as well or whoever's on duty at the time to elaborate a bit. Provide You're right, Ian. And do you know what I always think of with that is linking it to children's referrals. When, when a, a, a manager or a placement team or whoever is in the organisation reads a referral, nine times out of ten people jump straight to the negative. They don't yeah. read any of the positive stuff. And it's almost, I suppose, is that kind of what you're saying in many ways? Yeah, definitely. Um, something I, as you mentioned, positives as well, slightly on a different angle here, but I definitely like to look for how much praise kids have received as well and as well as yeah. as rewards and making sure that they are getting recognition recognition for for changing behaviors and making progress but there's one house i think of in particular and what impresses me is that some days i don't praise kids and actually i like that because it's genuine then it's not like they have to fill in a line every a day yeah yeah and and actually if it's they've natural. not yeah if they've not had anything that day that's really stood out then that's okay. We all have days where we just feel like we just plodded along and we haven't done anything yep. outstanding that day. And I actually think there's a lot, of, there's a genuineness about that, and I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a bit off topic, but you know, when I've been, I've worked in homes where it's like you must fill in the positive comments yeah. book at the end of the yeah. day, like, and you just go in. You know, you are, you, and again, no, no criticism of the children, but you are sometimes clutching the shorts. So I think you're right. I think, I think that that is, it's amazing that it, it, that shows that the you, you know what is genuine and what yeah. isn't. I it just just came a thought to me, and I know, you know, we we do think a bit, you know, outside the box. I suppose, you know, you're saying feedback has to be written, you know, for for. These, you know, would there be, could there be scope to change the way that feedback is given? You know, what about, you know, an audio feedback? What about a video feedback? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, because where you're saying, you know, again, that, you know, only there's no context in text. That's, that's something I always yeah, yeah. say. So why can't we do things a little bit differently? Is it because of, and I'll pull them up. The regulations. Does it say it has to be a written report, or does it say it has to be a report? I don't think it's. Hang on, hang on a minute. I've got it next to me. Let me check. Just while you're looking, Hannah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely, I'd, I'd much rather do it that way because I could get it done far quicker than typing a dinosaur like me. I can't keep oh. up with typing. 
Yeah, but the thing is, Ian, I'm dyslexic, and the worst part for me is writing the report. It takes me yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I'm sure it takes everybody days. Don't get me wrong, but like for for someone neurodivergent, it is my version of how to. Which actually, if you're not careful with these things, it can put you off doing the role. And I don't want to because I, I hopefully I've got things that I can help people, and I also learn from other people too. That's part of the role, right? You learn as much yeah. as you give. Um, but no, I, and I'm looking through this now, and it just says produce a report. It doesn't actually say anywhere mm-hmm. about it being written. See, so I mean, but again, you could do it in multi formats. You know, are we giving away a million dollar idea here, by the way? But if if you were to record a video of your report and then have to kind of annotate that and put that into words, at least then you you could potentially have both. Yeah. I wonder if that is done anywhere. I bet there's someone listening right now because oh, clearly we have thousands of listeners <laughs> who's going, I do that, I do that. And at this point, I'm going to say, please email us and let us know. Um, <laughs> but like, I wonder if that is is the case and it is definitely an idea. And I think it's about, again, we always talk about part of part of working in this industry is actually about being brave, isn't it? And doing yeah, things that are automatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I, sometimes I don't know about you guys, but I often find when I go into homes, like things are kind of on the repeat. It's the same. In every, everyone thinks they're different, but everyone's kind of doing the same thing as well. And I like the idea of going out and doing a verbal report, like you said. You can get so much context more around it than you than you can words. People are going to interpret it very differently aren't they yeah yeah especially especially if you did it in a video you, you, you know go back home set up separate set up a little space every laptop can record you know and again you know each one can begin with thank you for having me in your home today it was really you know there's just you know warmth can come across yeah, yeah. there's nothing like that it, and it and again it's you know you you can write a report with the best intentions you know and you can be you know smiling as you write it and be positive and all that but it's about how the person reads it at the other end and interprets that and translates that and actually you you that's that's where it gets lost yeah and and you know if you're if if you're reading a report after a sucky day you know where you know you've had somebody else on your back and then this comes in at the last minute and you're just like oh you know it's going to become quite dismissive you know if there's a video of people you know saying you know, smiling and respond. You know, any, you know, even the other side of it when there is things that actually, you know, this I think really needs some attention or, you know, picking out the... You can see that people, the the feeling and the intent of the person that's doing it. Yeah. So nowhere nowhere on that does it say it has to be a re- written report. I just read it too. Yeah, just so, a report. Do you know what I was also thinking? I think sometimes the expectation is also that the, the aim is to get no recommendations. And that yeah. was, I remember actually challenging my Reg 44 in it um, some years ago because I'd had a, a quite a lot of months without recommendation. I was like, I, there's no way I'm not missing something. There's no way. I'm, yeah. I'm only human. Everybody in the team's only human. We must be not be picking something up. So I, I think personally, this is my own personal thought, like there's absolutely going to be times where there'll be months where you might not get any recommendations, but I don't think that has to be the goal, right? Not for a long amount of time. I think there's surely there every now and then you need to have something at least. Or, or do you think I'm mm. wrong, Ian? No, I agree. I, straight away there I'm thinking about... If someone's tripping over the same hurdles or an, orga- an organisation's tripping over the same hurdles, then that's definitely not what we want to see. But actually, sometimes when somebody's re- rectifying a particular area, something else does have to give. So it might be then where they need to spend a bit of focus on the next month catching up in that area. and Because that's a natural yeah. ebb and flow and cause and effect, isn't it? If you can't focus on all the areas in immense detail at once, that that's actually impossible. No. So um, it's like our own lives, the way we spin so many plates in our own lives. You know, you're balancing your, your finances, nutrition, sleep, exercise, social life, time management, blah, blah, blah. Something always has to give, doesn't it, when you try and work on a better in a particular area. So, yeah, as long as I wouldn't, you know... It'd be frustrating to see the same recurring things coming up and yes. not being addressed. But actually, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with a few recommendations because uh, 
hopefully everyone should be willing to improve the service and um, it's actually okay to have. It's nothing personal. It's not a failure if you have. And, and also I think sometimes where homes try and set a limit that they don't want any more than X amount of recommendations or, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. a conversation with the responsible individual, blah, 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 which is the case sometimes because that's a very blanket. Because they, they yes. say you've had a particularly tricky admission, then that might yeah. spark up several recommendations in itself um, without yeah. looking at everything else that can come into play. So, yeah, there's, you know, just because sometimes people have more recommendations or homes have more recommendations, sorry, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you could have one recommendation was actually was significant and and critical to address, but actually you could have several more minor recommendations and actually that yeah. w- that one could be far more pressing than, than several minor ones. And those several minor ones could be the difference between good and outstanding. Yes, yeah. I think that's, you know, it's not all about that, but it ultimately, let's be honest, everybody wants outstanding because it means that the kids are doing really well. So not saying that they're not good, I just want to clarify that, but I do mean that everyone should have an expectation that they're, you know, they want their teams and their children to thrive. I know that was always my expectation was they can thrive, everyone can thrive, and we might need to support how to get there. What What was interesting, I don't know if I, I think I would have told you this, Stu, I don't know, but one of the things that I used to ask my Reg 44 inspectors to do was when I was on annual leave to go in, because I also, I know it says in the in the regulations about being with the manager and the registered manager guiding you, but at the same time, like, I didn't want it always to be about me. I wanted them to see what was going on, if anything was going on, when I was also on annual leave to help them and, and support them and yeah, yeah. to help empower them too. And that was something that my Reg 44 did do, and it was great because then you would feed back the next month or in the report of what was going on. Just for the record, yes, I remember. <laughs> I remember quite vividly <laughs> that you would do that. But 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 again, that you know, and I know the purpose of that was for all those reasons, but it was also to develop people. Yeah, that's it. So it was yeah. to, it was to help develop develop me in my role for what what would, which never did become, you know, that taking on that responsibility and role myself. So, you know, it's there are always going to be those times, and and with the best will in the world, you know, there's unannounced visits or, but people get ill. You know, you know, you, there, there are times when you may not be there as a manager because you're ill. So, yeah. This is it's it's more real and like and, and as Ian suggested earlier on, um, you know, if you're doing evenings or weekend visits, you know, if that's something that the you know the company want or or you agree that, well, there's times when the manager's not going to be there and there's always there's always a manager because there's always somebody deputising in their absence. Yeah, absolutely. It was interesting actually. I was on some um, some training the other day and one of the things that came up was what you just talked about how some some organizations aren't a fan of um independent people going in on the weekend because there is no manager there and i was like oh where do we sit with this one because i feel like you Ian, at any point people should be able to go in and there is always a theme that people go in when kids are at school and then you're not seeing the kids which is the kind of the priority right i mean there are there's always going to be times that you don't always see the kids but you like all of us we get a sense more when we know the kids and what's going on absolutely um i I was just thinking about there as well about some homes i go to where that they're dual registered and the seniors might lead in the second home i visit because the man is at the other home and and some of those seniors do an absolutely fantastic job um yeah and which is great because you know actually the man the manager's doing a fantastic job then and the deputy manager is because yeah. they're, they're upskilling and they're empowering and that's how we should be actually that the home can run without the, the manager a good manager needs to make themselves redundant like a good parent yeah, uh, need, yes. like a good parent <laughs> yeah. needs to make themselves redundant it's exactly yeah. the same yeah. principle you know parents should work themselves out of a job so when the, the child comes yeah. of age that actually the adult becomes their 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 child becomes their friend then but it shouldn't happen before then but actually you know when they come of age and absolutely you know that the difference then is that the um the child wants to be with the parent rather than they need to be 
or the young adult rather wants to be with with their parent rather than they need to be with them. And conversely, it should be the case where, you know, seniors or deputies can run the home and it's a bonus having the manager there, but it's not an essential. Yeah, I think absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. For me, it's about like empowering everybody else. So it doesn't matter if you're there or not there. Like, don't get me wrong. It's like you're the icing on the cake in the sense of, if anything, major safeguarding, concerns like that, that you're the person that they speak to. Because as we know, the registered manager should have more experience in that area. That's that's part of the regulations in itself. But at the same time, um, I think it's crucial that it's resting. I mean, when I was a support worker, I, I mean, yes, that was a long time ago now. But when I was a support worker, I definitely remember leading the Reg 44 visits. I remember that. It was just like, could you take on the Reg 44? I was like, yeah. Didn't know what they were doing. Didn't know, really know who they were. All I got told was that they would give us an amp. We had traffic light, different colours, and we didn't want anything that was amber or red. And I was like, okay, just like, you know, just carrying on what I do. Um, and and it has evolved over the years. Like it's not well, it's not Regulation Thirty Three anymore either. So that yeah. was when you were doing it, wasn't it, Stu? <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think so. Oh, I think it was when it first switched to Forty Four, and it was uh, I can't I, I can't remember to be honest with you. I know it was back in the two thousand and tens. You know what I mean? So you guys are in the. 2020s doing this. Um, I just want to just take a moment just because I've just looked up the definition of the word report and it says to give a spoken or written account of something that one has observed, heard, done or investigated. There you go. So, you you know, you've got to hand it to Ofsted there or, the, you know, the, those, the, the lawmakers that put these regulations in place because... They're giving you it there. They're telling you. They're not saying written report and there's a reason that they're not. Well, to be fair to them, actually, I'm thinking of the Reg 45 um, report. I know many people that actually have been doing presentations for the Reg 45 report for a while. So for me, it's kind of falling under the same umbrella, isn't it? I I suppose it would be... um, offering it to the organisation, seeing what they would prefer... I don't know if that's right or yeah. wrong in my head, but I, that's where I'd go with it. I'd, I would, it would be an offer of which one would you like, and it's up to them. Is that right? I'm just thinking it might be a better way to write my reports is to sit there and record it myself and then write it. But that's you guys are the one doing it. Well, you, it, the thing is, it's tricky if you're re- recording, isn't it? Because you're in a children's home recording. No, no, I mean like recording. I mean like sitting at home like we are now, recording Your and feedback, then writing yeah. it down. Oh, right, sorry. I thought you mean like recording whilst you're in the home, like different as you go around the home and looking in things. Got you. Oh, God, no, 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 no. I'm just thinking about as well how sometimes there's, there's a risk um, as a Reg 44 visitor where you can find your own niche around particular things that you like to look for, which... Um, oh yes, which yeah. can then um, impact sometimes on your your uh, your observation skills. If you you know sometimes people they're very hot on health and safety. Sometimes people are very yeah. hot on supervisions. Um, the the decor of the home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And and yeah, how sometimes you have to refocus yourself. That's why I think it's good sometimes for uh, for visitors to talk to each other and network. Yes, Ian, I, within the I realms of confidentiality. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's peer supervision, and that would be in your safeguarding policy anyway, and your data protection. But like for me, I couldn't agree with you more on that because I know we and we've spoken over the time, haven't we? And I know my approach can be much about the psychology around what's going on for the children, but I also know that's not my necessarily my role in this role. And so actually, I'm conscious when I go in that that's something I'm not looking for, and it's actually quite hard sometimes because when you're building the relationship with the children in the home you also that's kind of where my default goes of like what's going on for you and I start getting curious but as an independent person there's a there's might be a tiny element of thinking about that but it it isn't all about that so I'm glad you said that Ian because I I don't know everybody's going to have their niches which they will explore more because they're human right and you feel comfort in it yeah yeah but but see when when I was doing them back in the day, you know, you know before 
computers and internet and because I am the oldest. You know, back when I was doing, what was interesting and I and I found that we would have our inspectors come in and we would go and we would go out in pairs. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know, yeah. I think, I think, I, you know, again, I know, I understand costing and all that, all that. But I think for me, I think when you have somebody to kind of bounce off and, and, and actually I was there to kind of look and focus more on the health and safety side of things and where somebody else could focus on the, on the other side of it. And, and yes, again, you fall into that pattern and you, you need to develop. But I think it'd be so much better sometimes to work, to be, to be, to have two people doing it, but I yeah, but yeah. I understand that there's a cost. I don't even think it's just about the cost. I think it's there is a, a struggle to get Reg Forty Four people as well. I think that I've I don't know if you've noticed that Ian, but I've certainly noticed that that's a challenge for people to find good Reg Forty Four people, um, and and that kind of I suppose leads me on to a little bit about what what do we think is enough experience in the reg 44 role dum, dum, dum. that's an interesting one isn't it because um there's so many factors there isn't there that i don't think there's necessarily a right or a wrong answer um do you have to have need to undertaken certain roles um i think i think the only one for me is that you've actually had to work in children's residential care that for me is the only one that that's my personal view is if you've worked in children's residential care and and I probably would say in a senior or a deputy position, then because at that point to me, you should know about the regulations. That, yeah. Again, that's just my view. Everyone's going to have a different view. But I do think that there needs to be some form of experience working in a children's home. But that's me. That's just what I my my little opinion. No, I agree with that, Hannah. Um, you know, it'd be pointless us going around inspecting schools, wouldn't it? Because that's not our exactly. field. We'd be completely uninformed and it wouldn't be helpful for anybody involved. Um, exactly. And I suppose, again, it, it, it depends on what services you've worked in and in terms of what experiences you've had and how experienced you might be in some areas more than others. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. We're all products of our environments, aren't we? And uh, sometimes people have been more exposed to managing certain things, like um, different dynamics in terms of the needs of the kids or different team dynamics and how staff is supported and developed. You know, you might look more at, hadn't you, in a brand new service, how the team's been developed and the recruitment side yep. of things initially and what we're doing, yep. how we're supporting staff for the induction process. Um, is there a therapeutic model that's been developed and are staff aware and is there of it? Do they, around it? Yeah, is it an evidence-based <laughs> model? Yeah, is it a rec- yeah. is it a recognised model? Not um, yep. not an ideal um, yep. in the nicest possible way. Um, yeah. Yeah, our staff being supported, our staff having relevant training, you know, to the needs yeah. of the kids instead of just your, your bog standard mandatory training. We've we've talked about that on previous episodes as well. Um, yeah, and you know, and that's just one one area. But yeah, definitely, I suppose it's having the experience of sometimes working in new services and working in established services as well, so you can look at different dynamics and different focal points. Uh, private yeah. and private and local authority services and how they can sometimes be different. Again, we've talked about some of those differences and the challenges before around some of those things. Yeah, I agree. What What do you think, Stu? I, I, I mean, I was just looking. There is no there is no definition of what a registered person should be, no. um, or registered visitor should be. Not visitor. What am I saying? Because I want to get the language right. Yeah, I know. I said it too. It's independent person. Independent person. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's there's nothing there that I can see that states what it should be. Definitely somebody that, you know, has spent some time in the children's home. I think it would be interesting to see if, you know, in the future that, you know, or if there are any, you know, former residents of children's of, of children's homes that are carrying out inspections. You know, whereas yeah. so if you look at fostering panels when they appoint fostering, usually there's what and, and excuse me, somebody has used who has used the service. I'm 
don't want to say service user. So, a, you know, a, a child who is, has, you know, has been fostered sits on part of that panel. So, you know, where, where's the feedback? You know, apart from the children that are in the home, how can we bring in the voices of, you know, of care leavers, you know, who've experienced these things that, you know, that, that knows what the future holds for themselves? Where's, where's that? I mean, it may exist. I don't know. No, that's really yeah. important what you've highlighted there, Stu. I was just thinking about as well, years in service doesn't necessarily dictate how good somebody's going to be inspecting because actually there's a risk when someone's been doing it for longer that they're very set in their ways and institutionalised and and actually yes. sometimes you, you need fresher, fresher eyes, you know, still having experience but actually not to a point where they've become stagnated and they've took on a reg role because they've stagnated and they can't think of the next thing to do. You know, that that shouldn't yeah. that shouldn't be a reason why someone comes into a role, should it? Because they've hit a wall. No. So that raises a good question. Does that mean that the the reg for it for independent person should be time limited? You know, in terms of if you think of Ofsted, you know, and they, they would you know, you would get a, a new a new inspector from time to time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Hannah's already answered, you know, you can have have a relationship with a Reg 44 inspector that's been going on for years and years and years. And that's where I think you lose the independence. I agree. I couldn't agree with more. And actually, I always say when I I speak to organisations about doing it for them, that that for me is one of the things actually is that I will only do it for a certain amount of time because Mm. you're absolutely right. You lose the independence in there. And like you said, Ofsted have a cycle. I mean, I don't know if it still is, but it used to be three years. Um, And that to me, even that to me for, I mean, it's different for Ofsted, but for regulation 44 um, independent person, it's quite a long time. It is. Three years, because you're going in every month. Yeah, a minimum of 36 visits there, isn't there? Yeah, I don't yeah. like. What would you say is a, a amount of time here? Like, I haven't actually put a time scale on it. I know in my brain I'm going to have a time scale on it. I just now I'm thinking I, about I think, it. What would be my time scale? I think that's where our self awareness comes in. Um, that you have to judge it on yeah. an individual basis. Whenever you think you've got to a point where maybe you have built too close a relationship and and you're going and you're spending the first two hours catching up with with the manager. And you're not actually going in and, and doing your job in those two hours, or you, you're just not looking at things with a fresh enough pair of eyes anymore, because you become yeah. so acclimatised to that environment. So yeah, I think sometimes it depends on many factors. There, the size of the house and how many kids could determine how quickly you 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 become into that state. Yeah. I suppose because if you've only got two kids in there. You're going to drift off into other conversations potentially and get to know people quicker. Whereas if you're going in on a restricted time frame and you've got six people to to check that they're okay and yeah. they're being safeguarded, then your focus is going to be on those six children more, isn't it? Not what what the manager did in the nicest possible way that weekend. Because I'm not saying that those conversations aren't important. Because I think it's nice to to add that human touch, absolutely. But we we can drift off sometimes and and forget what we've come to do. So I think yeah, yeah once it, yeah. once it gets to that stage, it's it's time to to move on, and and that's yeah. doing it with no, integrity, I, I isn't think it? It's valid. I think that's a valid point in what you're saying. I don't know what your view is, Anne, but I'd be about eighteen to twenty four months. That's so funny because when I was just thinking about it, my brain went eighteen. Oh, I went eighteen months, but yeah, twenty four months. Because I think the thing because is those variables. That Ian just mentioned, if you if there's a lot of children turned over in that time, you know there there might be a need to stay. But I would also put an added caveat that so that is that there's at least a twelve month break before you could possibly come back yeah, as well. Yeah, I think that's just sensible. Yes. Yeah, I think that's important. The thing is, though, where my brain also goes now with this is for some children because there can be so much turnover in our industry, so sadly, and impacting these kids that like you're the only person they know because everyone's changed so much. And then you cut your like, I just know for me that I get even more protective over them. Probably. I think, I think if you, the, the, the difficulty with that is though, that you, you'll always become that person if that's the way you think. And sometimes like Ian said, you you know, you've got to get to a point with people that you've got to say, you, you, you don't need me now. Yeah. And I think we, we, 
because we know we know this we know the industry we know that you know a 10 year old could have had 20 social workers in their time that we feel so strongly about that 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 puts you in in a position that could potentially cloud cloud your judgment yeah do you know what i mean i do i completely know what you mean that's why we're talking about it isn't it i think the the only thing the only problem we have right now with this is like you said before i know that there's three of us right now on a panel that would be able to have that insight that reflection that integrity to, to go actually i'm not doing anything more here would everybody else? I like to think they would, because I think there's amazing people out there. But I also think there's, like you said, if someone's in a financial problem at home and then they need that visit because, you know, it's their income at the end of the day. It's a, it's a job. That, that that can weigh up, I'm sure, in some people's minds, right? Yeah, or people are just seeing their days out. Yeah. In the sector yeah, as yeah. well, you know, working towards retirement. It kind of makes me go to think where is, yes, the regulations need to be tightened, but quite right now the regs aren't tightened. So actually, is that what the provider needs to, or the Reg 44 person themselves? But I'm thinking more of a provider. I'd be going, yep, great, um, 18 months, two years with us, and then actually what, the cycle will move on. But does that also come to what we talked about off-pod about, you know, about regulated regulated revisits you know is who is who is overseeing that and whether that's whether that's regulated or whether that's accredited you know like you know some of the training that you do has to be cpd certified and so like like physical intervention training used to have to be accredited by build but it now just has to be accredited you know where's Where's that, you know, stamp of approval for a regulation 44 independent person? Uh, and I think, uh, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Dialogue, the Reg 44 network, was looking at looking at, into this because it was something that they spotted. And also with that links to what the training that the Reg 44 independent people have got themselves so it's it kind of falls under the umbrella of all this, doesn't it? Like, to, because you know you're also putting faith that the Reg Forty Four person knows their stuff. Yeah. But oh, I know, and but they but they might not. They might. I mean, everyone's human. We're going to get things wrong at time. But ultimately, you hope that they're getting it right. But I just know from myself with my own inspections that you can't see it all. Is impossible to see everything in one visit, isn't it, Ian? Yeah, yeah. And it it makes me think of Ofsted more, to be fair to them, because how are they going to see things in two days that we think, you know, unpicking a year at minimum's worth of work? And so, yes, we're going in more once a month, and yes, we should be spending a amount of time, but ultimately, we're not going to be spending more than a day in there, and that's not going to be the whole 24 hours. So you can only see what you can see as well. Yeah, absolutely. We've got to be realistic there. And I think I understand that more now doing it myself. And and part of what you do is, yes, you explore and, you know, you do the triangulization with paperwork, understanding things. But at the same time, you're also going off trust of what you're being told some of the time, aren't you? Yeah, you are. Yeah. I mean, we should always try and verify as much as possible. Of but um, but yeah, but that that's how you word it in the report as well, isn't it? So you've been informed, yeah. and if you have seen, then you can you can detail that in there that you've actually been directed to those documents. But um, yeah, you can realistically you can only focus on so much, and like you say, it's if it's not there, you can't always. Other people aren't there to speak to as well. They're not available. The, the parents aren't available, or you know, the social workers aren't available. And sometimes um, chasing up feedback off social workers can be a, tr- a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, some, sometimes you don't get a response. Um, no, because they don't fully understand the role. Yeah, and the, and the urgency. And, and but how are we int- how are we introducing ourselves to social workers as well? You know, is that something that needs to be considered and looked at? Because, you know, is there a, like a package that you know an email spread you know that you put together? Well, yes, that goes off to them. You, one of the things you have to get is permission to read the child's files. So that's one of the explanations that, like, I know personally, I've done a pack 
for people. So you're introducing yourself. And also when I ring them, I explain who I am. And by then I've already got permission for them to let me read their child's file. But at the same time, you know, the, you know, professionals are busy doing their job. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not okaying it, but they've also got, you know, huge yeah. caseloads and I'm going to be asking them a million and one questions. And sometimes they don't, haven't even known the child very long. Yeah. I tend to send them um, a template email with with a list of questions on, um, but yeah, some, sometimes that might be in court all month. So yeah, um, realistically, but there's other things you can do. You, you can contact the uh, the duty manager, can't you, or the IRO sometimes yeah. for feedback as well. And, and absolutely, that that's important that we we try and get a range of feedback or, or other relatives as well if it's not appropriate to to contact parents, etc. So yeah, there's ways yeah. and means, isn't there, to to obtain feedback from other professionals as well. Definitely. And I think that's a, an important part of it, isn't it? Like it's it's that multi-agency contextualised safeguarding. You're getting all different perspectives yeah. and from that and, and you're getting a different view. So that's that's helpful. Absolutely. OK, so I, I think we'll probably leave it there for today's episode. I hope it's given people a bit more of an insight into what the Regulation 44 independent person does and how we see things, how it also feels on the other side of the shoe with being manager or support worker or senior. Um, but ultimately, what it's, everything that we're summing up is about just learning, isn't it? It's lessons learned, yeah, yeah. learning and empowering everybody to ultimately care for the children the best way we all can. So on that note, thank you everybody for listening. We haven't mentioned this before, but if um, you are listening to us on any of the Spotify, Amazon Music or Apple Podcast, if you could click follow, that would be really helpful because we haven't asked before, but it, it definitely gives it, um, us a boost in our ratings, which would be really beneficial and we appreciate it. And on that note, thanks everybody and we will speak to you next month. Thank you. Bye.